This podcast may be explicit in nature and may not be suitable for listeners under the age of 15. Now that that's out of the way, if you're ready to learn some cool shit and have a laugh or two along the way, let's get it. Appreciate the invite. That's right. Culture Marauders. That's right. Culture Marauders, marauding on all culture and delivering the goods to the masses. There it is in your face. I love it, man. (laughs) So you're out in Tampa, Florida. It must be lovely out there up here. It's snow and cold. Well, you know, it's the only state that didn't get hit with Corona, so we're loving life out here, man. No, I'm bullshitting. I'm bullshitting. Maybe Corona Corona beer. You guys got... Now, what's going on with Corona? Like, Corona, the beer company, must be, like, hating this right oh, now. Oh, I'm telling you, you know, it was, it was like, it, it could have been, like, a perfect storm, right? Like, yes, you know, we got we got free advertising. We can we can yuck it up and stuff. But this shit went sideways really quick and torpedoed that probably their, their whole campaign. So you ain't seen nothing. I've seen, like, a Tony Romo and Kenny Smith commercial that was terrible. And that's all you've seen from Corona as of late. So... Yeah, yeah, that that this torpedoed everything for them. I'm pretty sure. Well, they'll probably come with some ingenious marketing once it's all done, and probably excel or escalate their their business. Hopefully, it doesn't damage too much. But this is crazy. Like we talked a little earlier, we, you know, you and I going back and forth on emails, and the spring breakers are out. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're getting a lot of that news where everybody's still on the beach. Everybody's trying their best to party and have fun. I know a lot of the bars and stuff are closed. Right. What's that scene look like down there? So I'm going to start off with like St. Patrick's Day, right? Right. So St. Patrick's Day, they shut down the whole show at 5 o'clock in the evening. Not not 12, not 2. You wait till prime time when everybody's getting off work, ready to get down and, and get their shenanigans on, and you shut down everything. So it kicked off from there. And um, still rolling with spring break week. And then, it, you know, these, these guys are out there partying. They, you know, they got the white claws, no laws. So they're out there partying and, and having a good time goofing off. And, um, you know, when you, you think back to when, you know, you were 21, 22, 23, 22, you were invincible, right? Worrying about getting sick was the last thing you had to worry about until you had to worry about it. So that's, that's what the mindset of these kids are. They shut down the University of South Florida. I think they shut down school for the entire state. My kids are out of school until the 15th of next month, so I got some work to do myself to figure out something for them. But, um, yeah, so they're out there partying. But I just heard today that they're shutting down Clearwater Beach um, Monday, Monday morning. At 6 a.m., which is far too late anyway because spring break's over. Yeah, I was just saying, well, we'll wait till Monday. Let's run through the weekend first. Everybody all drunk and. Yeah, man. And I don't, I guess like Walgreens or the liquor stores or, you know, places are still selling food. You just can't go in and just, you know, plop down and, and just have a meal. So for the tourism aspect, they're 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 trying to take care of the tourism aspect and still you know bring people to the beach i guess i've been seeing the news like clearwater beach is like about 40 minutes down the road from me and um i've seen the news and i mean the the beaches are packed dude they're packed 
And uh, I'm not taking my ass out there. No, sir. So <laughs> You know what's crazy? Like, I know here in Canada, they, our uh, Prime Minister recalled all of the Canadian citizens from all countries, visiting countries to come back. So I wonder if if there's some people out there that are like, fuck that. I'm not coming back. I'm on the beach. Man, uh, that's down there. I mean, if they can make it back, um, it's it's going to be tough because, you know, like we were talking about before before we got on. You know, if they if they initiate that lockdown and, you know, they're going to have the, the boys in blue patrolling, making sure you're properly locked down, you know, that's that's going to be a headache within itself. So I'm hoping it doesn't get to that point, but um, I wouldn't be surprised to see it get to that point. Well, you, you know, like over there, I'm sure they've got the National Guard out probably helping with food supply and things like that. And, you know, the military will probably step in at some point, maybe or maybe not, hopefully. So we don't have too much of that, but <laughs> so you, I, I'm retired military, right? So and I just talked, oh, okay. to, yeah, okay, I talked cool. to some of my buddies, and they're 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 hunkered down, they're locked down. So uh, a friend of mine, a family friend of me and my wife, she was supposed to be coming down with her family. They were going on a cruise and everything, and they canceled her leave, like her vacation time. To she had to stay home and stay quarantined. Um, you had to answer the phone within six rings. You're on a six ring like pickup. Uh, program uh, with that you know to respond if the phone rings so yeah man it's uh it's getting deep so yeah um it'd probably be the guard or i don't know some magical trump army who, who the hell knows but yeah. it's it's it's, trump it, army. it's, it's right. getting deep man it's getting deep so uh yeah I'm, I'm just curious i i'm curious to see two weeks from now what what are we going to be looking at you know as our quality of life and our day-to-day activities yeah, I think it's uh, posing a lot of fear. You know, we get, we're going to have this dystopia here now where everybody's living in fear. And we're, we're, we're starting to see the panic. And uh, you know what I did yesterday? If you go on to net, I, I know Netflix US and Canada, they, they're a little different. Oh. But they've got like that top 10 now. Uh, yeah, the top watching. 10 rankings, right? Yeah, Contagion. Yeah. Do you see Contagion's in there? It's, I was just going to talk about that. So, <laughs> Contagion is number two on the list yeah. in Canada. So yesterday I had a, I had a, I had a moment uh, where I had nothing to do. You know, like my son's at home now. His school's been canceled mainly for the year. They're, they're kind of given a bit of correspondence and stuff for him. But I watched Contagion, man. I'm, okay, listen. If you're listening to this and you're freaking out over this, don't watch that show because there are a lot of similarities. Oh, between shit. the stages of going from an infectious disease to informing the public to the self-isolation where you'll see where like Matt Damon and his daughters have self-isolated to where they start to ration like um, like pharmacies and grocery stores oh, yeah, like limit yeah. what you buy uh-huh. but then you have people rioting yeah and, and, and like fuck you I want 10 packs of toilet paper and they go crazy yes yes and, I, and I, I'm sitting there telling my wife man I'm like we need to probably stock up on some rounds, like no bullshit. Stock up on some rounds because that's that's the next step. Because once you start telling people there, you know, you're cut off and you can't get something or they can't provide for their own family. Where do you think they're going to go? They're going to go to the next person who has it and try to get it. And, you know, I'm not sitting here promoting saying I got all the goods. No, no, no. Your boy Kells isn't saying that. But I'm saying I I I I, I can see that happening, you know. Make sure you got seven six two and not five five six. Right, oh, oh. for the power punch rounds. You gotta make sure one, 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 you got to save the bullets, right? You got to make sure it makes, 
makes it count, right? Or if you got fifty cal in there somewhere. <laughs> Here in Canada, we don't cl- we don't lock our doors. We got baseball bats and stuff like that. We're not a very a gun orientated country yeah. because we're we're just culturally different that way. We kind of like you want to come in my house and steal my shit. You better uh, you better put your fists up. That's it. That's the way it should be, man. That's the way it should be. You got to take an ass whooping. If if you can't defend yourself, you take the ass whooping and come back stronger next time. That's the way it should be. Hundred <laughs> percent. Well, we got hunter hunting rifles that take about six six minutes to load. And shit like that. <laughs> y'all got y'all got <laughs> colonial muskets and shit. Oh, yeah, exactly. But here up here in Canada, we in our igloos or a musket. Oh, yeah, it's, 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 it's totally chill. I mean, we legalize marijuana up here, man. Like, oh, federally, man. See, that's where y'all got it right, man. That and the healthcare, man. Y'all got it right in that regard. But down here in Florida, man. So. I, I um, was able to get my med card so that, you know, it's it's medicinal down here in Tampa so it, or in Florida in the state. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's coming along. I think I'm waiting for Texas. Once I think once Texas uh, buys in, I think we'll, we'll see the rest of the country just kind of. All right. You know. Yeah, I, that's probably and Texas is very much like it's like the uh, Canadian version of Alberta. We're very like cowboyish up here and stuff like that. Or mm-hmm. We're kind of like Montana. I don't know. One of those kind of those states but i think with the legalization of cannabis i think the government also really realized that they could benefit from the income that it provides as well because it's heavily taxed so those people buying from the stores and they're popping up like liquor stores oh yeah you like i've got one next door dispensaries everywhere right everywhere and um you know it's expensive stuff people going in there to buy it are going to spend a pretty penny and i think a mass majority of that goes to the government oh, yeah. it's very regulated like that but i mean they're diving into sodas uh gummy bears chocolate bar mm-hmm. like you need like marijuana is getting infused into everything i think everybody in the next 10 years i think everybody will just be stoned it'll be like the next sugar kind of thing. <laughs> Just laying on the couch, just 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 flying high, man, off a of, off a of, uh, gummy bears, man. That's which, yeah, which doesn't help with the obesity epidemic. <laughs> people are getting like bigger, and now so we're just going to get them lazier, and then they're going to eat more, and it's like holy fuck. Hey, we're this this coronavirus thing is going to be is going to put us ahead of that game already because if if you don't have the initiative to get up and and, and you know do I saw you got the hundred push up challenge if you don't have yeah, the yeah. initiative to get up and do something like that or or just take care of yourself you're going to blow up and and that's that's a a, a secondary you know thing that's going to come from this is that you know it's people's health and now you're going to start looking at obesity and people gaining weight and then and then once hopefully once everything dies down it's going to open the floodgates. Everybody's going to go out. Everybody wants to go out and eat, right? So now you're, it's, you're tired of cooking for yourself. Now you're going to go out and spend all this money on fast food and ice cream and all those goodies and stuff like that. And then you're just going to see a big, big bump in, um, in the waistlines and, and, you know, health problems, I think. Oh, 100%. And the stress over all this, too. Like, you know, it's important. Like, people who have regular routines or, you know, go to work 9 to 5 and now maybe all of a sudden they're – they're quarantined to home mm-hmm. and they're, they're, you know, they're not seeing all their loved ones and they've got the stress over, like we talked about kind of before with bills and, and trying to get reprieve on some of the financial part of it. People who are trying to pay their rent or their mortgages or whatnot, that stress builds up. And what people do over time and, you know, me included, sometimes you find yourself stress eating or you're eating different foods that you shouldn't be eating, mm-hmm. not go for the, the quick stuff or 
you know, alcohol and like, we are going to start to try and numb some of those things. And I think, uh, it's so important now to kind of push out that positive message and, and kind of really get people to to relax. And like, here's what I said yesterday is so important when it comes to this is like, you think you knew, like you plan your life as it is. You think you know what tomorrow brings, but at the end of the day, you don't. Mm -hmm. And this is a prime example of that. We all of a sudden went from living normal lives and thinking about, fuck, you know, what are we going to do next week? You're like, you're not leaving the house. And people are like, holy (laughs) shit, this is really happening. This is what I'm saying. Like, you got to live in the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I I think think this will be a wake-up call to those people, you know, who are just used to just... I'm going to go out. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to do this. And I think it's going to it's going to be a wake up call to them. I think it's going to be a wake up call to families because now you're going to have to be forced to spend that time with your family. You know, so what are you doing with that time? Are you are you are you spending it constructively? Or are you just kind of just, eh, you know, I'll catch up with you later. We're in the same house. But, you know, I, I think it could go one of either way. And then, um, you know, I, I think once people are, are free, I think people are going to have a hard time, depending on how long we're locked down. I think people are going to have a hard time initially going back. I think it's going to be too much excess and I think people are going to overdo it. Um, thrill seeking, basically trying to get that feeling back, you know, trying to get that that pop from from going out and just spending money and doing all those things. So I see those three three things happening. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. I, I'm going to blame a lot of this on Activision because it's funny how Warzone for Call of Duty just happened to come out like the same day <laughs> the lockdown. Like the video, the video game servers are just bogged down <laughs> to the nines, and, you know, and Netflix just decided to come out with 30 new shows. Like, oh, coincidence, right? Oh yeah, Disney Plus releasing Star Wars like the day of, like when all this stuff started kicking out and. Yeah, man, there's a master plan somewhere. It's just we're not in on on the on the plan. So, um, yeah, I don't know. But are they doing anything out there for y'all? Where you know where Trump is talking about uh, sending um, each American um, adult uh, like a thousand dollar check, like a stimulus type check? Are they doing that for something like that up there with y'all? They are in talks of providing. We have like uh, employment insurance. So if you if you got laid off from your job, or say you you. Uh, you didn't, they're looking at, um, providing a certain amount of money and normally it's anywhere between 700 and thousand bucks a month. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I don't know where that's going. I know right now, initially what the banks are doing is saying, Hey, if you have a loan with us, we're going to give you like a 60, 90 day reprieve type thing. So they're going to kind of back off on that. Utility companies, cell phone companies like you guys have AT&T, Sprint, mm. we have uh, TELUS, Mobile, uh, Bell and Rogers and they've kind of done the same thing like, hey, you know, we'll relax on you guys having to pay those particular bills. Yeah. Um, so I think they're they're starting to think of that because I think the economy, you know, the Dow Jones is, you know, Whew, obviously the man. DSX, like the, the Wall Street shut down, people are working from home, like it's... It, it could be disastrous if we don't do something like that and, mm-hmm. and try and help, uh, you know, families. Because there's a lot of people out there that rely on those particular jobs. If you're a waiter or a waitress or you or you have those kind of jobs, you're not working right now. Exactly. And most of those people, uh, you know, rely on that paycheck to pay the next rent. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's not a lot of people. I hate to say it, but there's not a lot of people that save. I mean, we, we live in this, like this, uh, self gratification or this quick gratification lifestyle. Like I just want it now, yeah. now. And, 
people spend money and it's it'll be really difficult to see i i think that and um you know out here you know there's there's some of the bars are still delivering beer like they've taken up with their bartenders and their waitresses actually delivering delivering growlers to people's homes in order to keep business up you know running and flowing so i mean you just got to get creative with it you know here and there man i mean there's there's a way like some businesses unfortunately you know you're gonna have to you're gonna have to pull back a little bit but you know, these guys are thinking outside the box and trying to keep business moving, keep money flowing. You know, I haven't restocked on beer, so I'm thinking about hitting these cats up, too, if they, if they got some time. So but um, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely different. I went to the grocery store um, about an hour before we got on and um, the same grocery store I went to two days ago when people were still like clamoring for toilet paper and wipes and all that stuff. And there was still stuff like plenty of stuff in the aisles. I went back today. That fucker was bare bones, man. I'm saying, I mean, bare bones. And my joke is, man, they even took the who hash off the shelf, man. Like you ain't leave nothing. <laughs> they took everything. So, I mean, it's it's um, it's 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 a little eye opening. But what I try to equate it to, at least in my my own life experiences, is um, deployments. So you know, we deploy to a place that you know I've been to a spot in Jordan, man, where they didn't really have a lot of stuff. And when you would get there. You know, sometimes like they'd be out of deodorant or they'd be out of something. You're like, shit, what am I going to do if you didn't pack something to bring with you? Sure enough, the supply truck will come, but it's just that initial like, what the fuck? Like, what am I going to do? So I equate this to that. And for the common person, that's scary. But at least in my experience, I, it doesn't bother me as much, you know, because I, I I kind of already been through that. So I know what that feeling is. But just to see everybody panic, it's a little wild to see, you know, so I don't know. Yeah, because- because there's no like, and they like up here they talk about the supply chain for these grocery stores and stuff, and there's no issue. The problem is, is people are over consuming yes. because of the of the fear. They're grabbing you know all the canned goods and like we said the toiletries and things like that mm-hmm. to stock up in the event they can't leave their house. Yeah, um, you know we're starting to see as a result, which I think is fabulous, is they've opened store hours here. They'll limit uh, generally in the morning. Uh, it's like a six a.m. to eight a.m. where only the disabled and elderly can shop. Oh, nice! Love. They get first dibs at everything, right? Um, and they get to store to themselves. Okay. So you know, at least those things are happening. That's that's positive. That's we're going in the right direction. But please, people, if you're listening to this and you went and bought a year's worth of toilet paper, like smarten the fuck up. Like it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Think about everybody else. I hope for those people that bought all that damn toilet paper, I hope you get a rash. That's what I hope for you. So. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, right? Like, I mean, and you being in the military before, I'm sure you've found creative ways of taking a shit where you don't need toilet or you're not using toilet paper. It's not accessible to you. I'm not saying we need to go there, but that, that kind of just gives you an understanding of where people are. At. Oh, yeah, yeah. Especially over in the Middle East. Yeah, man, they use their hand. I don't do that shit. But, you know, it's like it's baby wipes or, you know, you take some hand sanitizer with you to the to the the, the Johns or, you know, the stalls and, you know, hope for the best. Usually they're pretty good with toilet paper. If not, you can just bounce to another one. There's a there's toilet paper there. But. Yeah, man, I, I don't get it. I don't get the stocking up, like the overstocking of water and, and toilet paper. It's like th- that's a, that should be the least of your worries. You know, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, get some more of the food items in there and kind of take care. And that's the other thing. Like I always like promote trying to. And I understand this part, too. Like the produce aisles are full. Yeah. People should be trying to stock up on foods that are going to provide them nutrients. Exactly. Immune system help 
build build that up so that they you know can function if they get this. Mm-hmm. And that's the other part of it is is you know it's got that fourteen day kind of incubation period or wherever where you may contract it and it may take up to two weeks for you to actually get any symptoms. Mm-hmm. For somebody who's you know middle age healthy person, you may not even get sick from this. Yeah. But then you you know you give it to somebody who's older and and you know we should be thinking about being proactive with it because I think we're at the point where it's you got it you got it like we've come in contact with so many oh, people yeah. and yeah it's it's crazy I wouldn't be surprised a month from now if me and you have another conversation man one of us will probably have it by that point and it's not I'm not even fearful of it it's just it's just come on just let's get the shit over with let me puke or cough or whatever let's get the shit over with. So I can just hunker down and just kind of get, you know, get back to regular living and just let this shit pass. So, yeah. What's going on with all the sporting events? Like, that's got to be, like, about this. You're stuck at home and you got no sports to watch. <laughs> so Tampa, Tampa is taking the biggest kick in the nuts in the sports world, man, because they had a uh, WrestleMania was planned. And, like, like I'm, I'm going to back it up. So they had WrestleMania planned. They had the NCAA tournament regionals planned. They had Rolling Stones coming. They got the Super Bowl still coming. I mean, just event after event after event, man. And it was just like the city was ready. The city was like, you know, even the mayor held off until like a couple days ago. I think it was Monday. Yeah, Monday. She held out to Monday until she called WrestleMania because it was so much money was coming into the city and so much business and everything. And everybody was going to be happy, you know. But uh, so they shut down WrestleMania. They shut down like all the... um, the wrestling events surrounding it. And I don't know if you saw Monday night. I don't know if you follow wrestling, but my kids love it and we watch it too. And it was so weird to see like these people still performing, doing everything that they normally do with a crowd with a empty building. Yeah, it was wild, man. I had never seen nothing like that. And even after nine 11, because they still came on after nine 11, like the first show, you know, following they still came on and said, you know what, we're going to perform for you guys. This is the least we can do, you know, to kind of lift spirits. Yeah, it was an empty arena. It was it was three commentators and one entertainer would come out to the ring and just talk like he was talking to the crowd and then walk out back up the ramp and go back behind the curtains. And then they brought out Stone Cold Steve Austin. They brought out The Undertaker and like some other folks. But like my wife even knows she's like. Stone Cold struggling like it's like he has no crowd to interact with and he's talking to this this goofball commentator and it just it just felt off man and and just I was taking pictures and I'm, I'm taking a lot of pictures from everything that I'm seeing because I've never seen anything like this and I'm sure a lot of people haven't and just capturing these moments because you know who knows hopefully you know Lord willing this never happens again but I want to have these moments and from sporting events like the NBA season the hockey season is done I mean, yeah. yeah, and now the Olympics is like on that thin, yeah, thin string, dude. Japan or something. Yeah, yeah, it's in Japan. It's in Tokyo. Yeah. So they're uh, yeah. they're finishing up the. Um, I think Japan takes the uh, torch here soon from Greece, and um, yeah. So I I don't know, man. Luckily, the Olympics doesn't start till what August, I think it is. Yeah. So yeah, yeah we're hoping hoping that uh, that kind of blows it over, but. Tom Brady's here. Tom Brady's coming to Tampa. Right. So if it's a consolation, you know, for all this crap that we're going to be missing out on, yay, Tom Brady came. I bought my season ticket yesterday. I'm not even a Bucks fan, but, you know, I'll be there. That's crazy. And, I mean, I'm not – you know, I watch a little NFL. We have CFL up here, which is like the shittier version of NFL. Johnny Menzel didn't even want to play. (laughs) People are listening to this. You're going to get mad at me for saying that. But come on, people. Like, fuck, CFL, uh, they're not even the same. Um, (laughs) 
But, I mean, Brady leaving New England, that's something I, I don't think anyone ever saw coming. I think there was uh, – it was between – wasn't it between Tampa and the Raiders? I think L.A. Were, was going after him too. Well, or, they're or Las Vegas now. They're the Las Vegas Raiders. So or yeah, Las Vegas, sorry. Yeah. yeah, I think it was three teams. It was um, Tampa. Tampa was like the long shot, right? So it was Tampa, um, Los, An- uh, Los Angeles Chargers – and then the Los Angeles or the Las Vegas Raiders. I think those were the three teams because he's from Cali. So he was trying, either trying to go back home. I think what he was looking at was um, comfort. The states that don't have uh, state taxes, which is Florida, so he can maximize and get all his money. And, um, you know, so it's just I, th- I think it was that uh, the, the system um, where he's going to be happy at Tampa for Tampa to be a big city. It's really spread out because because you got St. Pete, Clearwater, regular Tampa and then you know so it's 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 spread out but it's a dope city man it's super nice it's uh you know pretty pretty diverse uh they love their sports they support the you know the lightning and in, in NHL the Rays um the Bucks so i mean everybody supports their teams so i think it's a good spot for them to come down here and not have those expectations because the team down here it's you know you already have your two top wide receivers are the two top wide receivers um, statistically in the league and Chris Godwin and uh, Mike Evans. So you got 2000 yard receivers and then all you got to do is get a running back. The defense is stacked. You get a running back and Tom Brady not having to be, you know, the Tom Brady that we all know yeah. is magic, man. I think it's going to take care of itself. He, he's not going to need to take over games like he's done in the past. Has, what did he sign for? Uh, the, the details aren't out yet. They were still hashing out. Like uh, it was like stuff like, where who is he comfortable with like his physicians and stuff like that so they finally agreed on him going up to new york and doing his physical and stuff like that so they're just trying to iron out details they haven't released like any um any numbers or anything like that yet but i'm i wouldn't be surprised because it's day day two um in the in the free agent signing or in, in the league year so they'll probably have something here within the next couple of hours or so Bring a suit, bring a Super Bowl home, eh? Man, hey, I'll, I'll watch him. If not, like I said, I'm, I'm gonna. There's a, three games I definitely want to see, and then the rest of man, I'll probably sell those tickets, man, because this is a, it's a big windfall for the city. It's good for the city, but you know, hey, I'm trying to cash in too. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna check some games out though, no doubt. Yeah, for sure. For it's one, that's some on my my bucket lifts for sure. Is see a, a live NFL game. We're in Arizona. Hopefully, this all sp- uh, goes over. We're we're going to Arizona on the 16th of August. Okay. Oh, preseason? Check out a preseason game? Yeah, we're going to check that out. Uh, that's the plan. I've seen an MLB game. My son's a big uh, baseball guy, so we went to Seattle and saw the uh, the uh, Mariners play the Blue Jays. That was that was pretty wild. Okay. Um, yeah, no, totally. I love that atmosphere, man. Like, here we, we have good sporting events. Like, mm-hmm. hockey's our big one. Hockey's right? big, dude. Hockey is, is, is law up there. Oh yeah, like uh, I'm a big Edmonton Oilers fan. We got Connor McDavid. Here. Right, right. We, we're just busting ass right now in the league, and then of course this happens, and we're all us Edmonton fans. Like, fuck, we haven't done anything in 20 years. Now we're on the roll for the playoffs. We've got a good shot, and we don't know where the the season's going to go. But uh, yeah, it's crazy, man. Except for Las uh, Las Vegas. I was in Vegas just before Christmas. Uh-huh. And the the Golden Knights fans are nuts, dude. I'm telling you, I lived in Vegas for 12 years, and I left in a 2016, the year before they started, man. The year before they started, and um, yeah, it was wild. The T-Mobile Center was basically used for like fights and and stuff like that. Like yeah. Mayweather was fighting out of there, Canelo and stuff when he wasn't fighting at the Grand. But um, yeah, man, and and I'm originally from Nebraska, so the the Blues were my team at first. 
But now that Vegas got a team, I was like, all right, I'm going to switch over. So Vegas went to the Stanley Cup the first year, lost. And so I was already tied to him. I couldn't go back. Exactly, exactly. So I couldn't be that dude. Oh, yeah, you know, that's my second team. I couldn't do that. So, you know, power power to the Blues. But, yeah, it sucks, man. It's like like you were talking about with Edmonton. Like, they're they're rolling. The the Lightning is back in the picture, too. And they're playing strong down here. And it's like, all right, end of season, have fun. You know, what, what the hell happened, man? So. I know. Yeah, yeah, people are bummed out down here, man. It's, it's pretty, pretty shitty deal. But I want to go back to this, like the the wrestling thing. I was, I used to be a huge wrestling fan, like back when The Rock was 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 wrestling. I don't know if he still is, or like Brock Lesnar was just coming on the scene, right, right. Or you know, maybe fifteen years ago, I kind of gave it up. But they have that members. I think you now it's subscription based, right? Right, right. They got the WWE Network. They they've had that out for a while, man. And I so now they're going to stream WrestleMania from it. It's not going to be here. They're going to do it in their uh, Orlando is their uh, training facility. So right. they do all their training and, and like uh, a lot of the NXT shows come out here to like Tampa and all around. But their main training ground is in Orlando, and so they're doing the sh- the WrestleMania out of their training right now which sucks because that's where they did their monday night show and it sucked so yeah man um they got to come with something stronger i'm wondering if that's the reason they're they're doing these live events with empty stadiums because maybe they're the revenue they're generating because if you think about all the other sporting events you watch for free Mm -hmm. wrestling i think you you pay that subscription right that might be the you know one of the reasons why they're that's just odd though i gotta check that out i need to see if maybe youtube's got a video of that wrestling on oh yeah yeah because yeah to see those empty stadiums because that's that's insane to me yeah i posted a i posted like an actual like collage collage picture of it and um it was just weird and then so you know they do the pay-per-views right so they had one like i think it's like three weeks ago man they showed it on monday night so all those people that paid that 60 70 dollars a couple weeks ago they could have just waited and watched it for free monday night because they showed it man on, on, on live television so yeah, that uh, that's uh, basically money. Or yeah, you found out a couple weeks early, but everybody's gonna find out eventually what happened on it. So it's a it's a bad look all around, man. I just hope they uh, they can figure it out. Oh, I read today that uh, Rob Gronkowski Gronk he's gonna be like hosting uh, WrestleMania. Really? Yeah, man. He signed like I think like a two year deal or something like that to be with the um, be with the company, and um, you know gimmicky hokey stuff, you know. Yeah. And, but like they had Tyson Fury on there fighting and stuff, and now they have him. And you know, one thing WWE is good with is like pulling oddball talent onto their show to like interact with their people. Because they even had Floyd Mayweather one time; he was on there. Uh, like I said, Tyson Fury, Mike Tyson was on there with Stone Cold and uh, Shawn Michaels at one point as a referee. So you know, they're they're trying to generate those ratings. I don't know if Gronk is the guy to do it. They're gonna have to bring back. I, in my opinion, they got to bring back some of those old faces to kind of get people through this time to keep them interested and, and kind of keep that interest I think going. So, yeah. yeah. He's trying to get into acting too, isn't he? I think. Who's that? Um, Gronkowski? I don't know. I, I don't know what he does. Like he's, he's not playing football anymore and they, nope. everybody's waiting for him to come back last year. He held out. He didn't do it. Um, I think he was doing like, like a party circuit thing. He had like a Super Bowl party thing like that. He's just cashing in on the, on the hokey, you know, the hokiness of yeah. what his character. So no, you know, no, not hating, but, you know, if you can make good money doing that. 
he's been injured so many times. Oh yeah, I'm sure that that took a toll on him. Oh yeah, thirty years old and all those surgeries, and he. I think he made the right decision by by quitting when he did because now you look, Tom's gone. So so it's like, hey, who, who's gonna throw you the who's gonna throw you the rock now? So. Oh, poor Belichick. Eh? Uh, 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 man, he can dab his tears with his money. He, he's good, yeah, man. He'll figure yeah, it out. So, he'll be retiring soon, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I called him uh, Vader and the Emperor, man. Cause <laughs> like what are we doing with the kids, man? Like, let's talk about the school systems and, and our kids. I mean, you got how many kids you got? What are they doing? So, are they, you know, any sign of like correspondence or are they, are they done for the year? What's so going on? Luckily, luckily for me. So I got three kids, right? So I got a, a older son. He's 15. He's up in Maryland with his mother. And then I got two little ones uh, with my current wife. I got a seven year old and a four year old. And, um, you know, Hey, fingers crossed, knock on wood. The daycares are still open. So that's where they're at right now. <laughs> so, um, my, my daughter's school, um, and I think all schools in the state of Florida are closed until April 15th. So, uh, yeah, I, like I said, when I said I got some, some planning to do because it's only a matter of time, I imagine, until they close down that daycare. And then, you know, I'm going to be sitting here looking at them all day trying to entertain these kids. And, you know, what I've seen is a lot of cool programs are coming out with like um, museums and stuff like that where they can do like like virtual tours and educational things like that. So if it comes to that, you know, and probably start next week because spring spring break is over next week for my kids. So probably start getting into some things like that, keeping her reading, keeping her, you know, her mind engaged. We got a pool in the back. So, you know, just exercising and you know, still trying to have some sort of quality of life besides just setting aside, dumbing it down with the with the television. Yeah, it makes makes perfect sense because I mean, probably a lot easier there with the weather. I know here it's like minus fifteen degrees Celsius. Jesus, that equates to in Fahrenheit, but it's like probably minus fifty. It's like double it, double it, and add thirty. That's that's Fahrenheit. Yeah. So what's that minus sixty? Uh, whatever. Cold. <laughs> Too damn cold for me, man. I can't do it. Well, I took the dogs for a walk this morning. I went 15 minutes, and I, that was it. And they, and they were cold. That was like, and then it's it's been hit or miss. We have warmer days. Like I like to get out and do like uh, stair runs. We have this um, really steep 200 stair uh, oh. river valley climb that oh, we nice. try and do like 10 sets of that, whatever, just mm. to kind of stay active. Of course, I got the 100 push up challenge. Yep. Which I'm trying to get as many people to do as possible and get it on video, you know. And, and the whole idea is to just kind of work up to it. Not a lot of people can do 100 push-ups in a, in a row. It's pretty hard to do. Oh yeah, um, chest is screaming. It's just like get out and try and mm-hmm. get something done. Give yourself that daily goal and, and kind of break up the day a little bit, right? Um, to kind of get through that. So that's that's equally as important, I think, than anything. And, and uh, daycares, though, it's funny because in uh, here in Canada, they were talking about daycares being like essential service. Yeah, so they were going to stay open, right? Yeah, yeah. something that they need. A lot of people need that service, right? So mm. hopefully. They keep them open, and you get a little keep a little bit of sanity going, right? <laughs> you know they're they're not bad. They're only like crazy. Like they get wacky when they're together. You separate them, you know it's cool. I can handle them, yeah. but oh man, a four and a seven year old man. I'm telling you, it's like they're best friends, but they're like worst enemies all in one. So you know, it's uh, it, it, I'm just I don't even want to speak it into existence. Like the daycare is closing, so I'm I'm gonna leave it at that. Knock on wood. Exactly. Knock on wood, stone, marble, whatever I got to do, man. Glass just to keep things. Because it also provides them a sense of normalcy, man, because they're they're hanging out with their friends, too. 
So I think that's important to still have that kind of that interaction with the kids, and you know, and luckily and hopefully not not infected and just don't know it, but they still get that that interaction and that social you know that social contact with these kids, you know, their friends. So nice, nice. So here's the thing: you and I, fellow podcasters, you know, normally I get into the fitness space. I think this is a nice breath of fresh air for me to kind of just have a one-on-one conversation with you about what's going on in the world and stuff. Talk about your podcast a little bit, how that came to be, what you're doing, what, what you got lined up. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, so, yeah, you know, like I said, I'm your boy Kells, a.k.a. Special K from the Culture Marauders podcast. Um, you know, I started this last September um, and it's something, you know, oddly enough, my, my wife bought me my mic the Christmas prior. So I've had this mic sitting there for almost two years and um, never touched it. You know, always talked about it. I like to talk a lot of shit. And uh, being in the military, that's what I did. We talk shit and just have these conversations and just talk about anything and everything. And um, I love culture. I love traveling. You know, in the military, that was a, a lot of the things that I got out of my service. It was going to different countries, seeing how people live um, and just experiencing it and just immersing yourself in the different cultures of the world. And, um, you know, so one thing I, I wanted to touch on it was culture and just having fun with life. And that's where the culture marauders came on. So, you know, we maraud on all cultures. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be black. It doesn't have to be uh, one in specific. I touch on everything. Um, like with you, you know, we could do another episode strictly on fitness and, you know, because yeah. there's always somebody you're, you're a subject matter expert on it. And, you know, you could reach my listeners, you know, and, and, and give them some insight on something that they may not be aware of. Like, I'm going to take this and put it out as bonus content to encourage them to do your 100 push-up challenge during this time. Yeah, so, sure. you know, it's just it's just something I enjoy doing. I don't make any money off it. I haven't monetized it yet. And that's not really the plan right now. It's just, uh, you know, get better at what we're doing and just uh, just have fun with it and just hear stories. Um, some of the stories, you know, I started off, my very first one was uh, a couple days after um, the past 9-11 um, uh, date back in September. And I had a buddy, my buddy Scott, he's uh, he's English, and my homeboy Kyle in North Carolina. We were the original culture marauders, and we still are. It's just, you know, everybody has things going on, so it's kind of hard to get us all together in one, one mic. But, um, you know, we talked UK hip-hop and 9-11. So my friend Scott used to work for Atlantic Records. Uh, back in the day. So he had a lot of insight on UK hip hop. And and then we just talked about, you know, we, we shit on Trump, you know, because that's always popular. So we should have loves to shit on. Trump. Yeah, we shit on Trump. And then we talked about 9-11 and our different experiences, you know, where we were at, you know, 18, 18 years ago. Um, you know, him, you know, being in the UK, he was 20, 21, me the same. I was in Las Vegas at the time when it happened. And, um, and then my, my buddy Kyle, he was, I want to say he was at, a, he was in California, I want to say, but just all our different stories and different views on what life was like that day. And from that point on. So we talked about that. Um, my second episode was about the sneaker culture, um, you know, just boutiques and how this industry has just generates so much money. Right. With, you know, these exclusives and Jordans are dropping and then now Kobe's are, are, you know, Nike pulled Kobe's off the off the website because people are getting them and probably just going to lowball cats or not lowball, but jack up the prices. Right. So they were going to get yeah. people on those. And we talked about sneakers. And then a uh, third one, there's a couple guys, a uh, guy that I work with and he does comics. So I went into the comic culture. So, you know, we're touching everything, man. And then I go into um, some some more weightier stuff. There was a lady. 
um, I interviewed um, her brother was killed by the Miami PD. He was an artist. He actually received a, a, a award from President Obama for a, a, like a medal or award of excellence for his artwork. He was going to New York to study art, and but he still did graffiti. And he was in Miami. It was an abandoned McDonald's, nothing even in the building. It was closed down completely. He was uh, spray painting on the building, just putting up some art. Police ran up on him, chased him down, tased him, stopped his heart and killed him. So, yeah, man. So these are some of the stories that that the Culture Marauders are gathering, man. Um, I I interviewed the first Latina chef to beat Bobby Flay up in New York on his show. She's based down here. Her and her husband are based down here in Tampa. We did a live show with that. It's just fun, dude. It's it's in in meeting you and and chopping up with you and talking crazy and and about life and fitness and, and all the things. It's just that's what I get out of it. And if I could if I could do a job full time, it would be this. This is what I like to do. Traveling around, talking to people and just getting those stories. So, yeah, it, it's, it's remarkable to get through. And I, I know I started mine in September, too, um, and just love talking, love meeting people and networking, connecting. And the best part about this whole thing, too, is we have this massive life journey and, you know, meeting people like yourself and stuff. I know where I'm going next time I'm in Miami. Oh, right? yeah. Like, Tampa Bay. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know more, I mean? Like yeah. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit everybody up where, where these cities where I'm at, and you know, I'd love to get into this in a one-on-one space where you get kind of like you, you, you put the microphones in the room, yep. and kind of have you, you shoot the shit, and do that that way instead of over over the Zoom. Yep, It'd be a lot of fun. But yeah, I think it's it's great, and I think you know, um, you know, I don't monetize this either, only for the simple reason that it, you know, you got to grind it out, you got to love doing it, you got to put out the the episodes and and really try and get the traffic and Mm -hmm. support from from your guests and the things that you're putting out and i think it takes time um and just really enjoy what you do and i think for me you know that's and i've got a pretty cool story as well where you know i was a you know i was a a construction manager for a long time i was extremely overweight Mm -hmm. i got i had a horrible divorce lost lots a ton of weight and then i was like fuck that life yeah I want to help people. I just feel like I need to go out there and, and help people try and better their themselves and their, their own health. And because I know what it brings, mm-hmm. you know, on the back end, I know that you, you feel better, you sleep better, you know, like I'm 42 years old and my sex life is better now than it was when I was, you know, yeah, that, that health kick, man, it's a, I'm telling you, it's a founder youth, right? It totally is. And, and, and just wanting to, like people to experience what I experience and feel like I feel on a daily basis. Like I don't, you know, we always joke about daytime naps and stuff. I'm like, I don't nap. I got energy from yeah. the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's just, yeah, it's awesome. And, and this podcast space is really, it's, it's opened up a whole new world for me yeah. and I, and I just absolutely enjoy it and love it. You- and, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit and not go into detail about divorce yeah. because I, I came from a divorce as well. So, um, and that was one of the things I, I definitely want to touch on. Let's do it. Yeah. So for me, um, you know, when I, I came back from Germany, uh, I was stationed in Germany and I uh, came back and, you know, things, things fell apart and I was by myself, man. And it, and that divorce, divorce can, at least in my opinion, can, can do one of two things. It can either defeat you or it can refocus you. And um, I know for me, man, it made me take a hard look at the the person I was, the things I was doing, what what contributed, what I did to contribute to it, um, to the divorce, and um, 
just kind of just take care of myself for a little bit, man. I've, I've always been in pretty decent health. Um, never failed a military PT test. Always got, you know, excellent. So if you got excellent, you got a day off. So I like days off. So I got excellent. So, um, but you always took care of myself. Always, always valued fitness. I was uh, actually certified as a trainer at one point. And, um, you know, and I focused in on taking care of myself and my son who was, he was, man, like two years old at the time. So, you know, priority shift, but it's uh, it's definitely rough, man. There's some lonely, lonely times, but I think you need that. And I, I would say I think you need that in doses, in small doses, just to kind of make you take that hard look at yourself in the mirror and be like, all right, how do I get through this? How do I get better? And you know nothing will ever hurt more than that. Well, I'm sure there are things, but things personally to yourself, besides maybe like the loss of a family member, I, I can't think of anything else that would hurt more than that. So... It is. That adversity is so important, um, you know, learning and growing as a human being. There's mm-hmm. a really cool saying about like a lobster, um, you know, grows inside its shell. And the only way for it to continue to grow is it has to let go of that initial shell. Yeah. Reget a new one. And if you're always in the same shell, you can't grow. And it's so important. I know through my divorce, I, you when you think back to like being in it, you're like, you know, my my marital home was gone. I was living in my sister's basement. God bless her. She, she's been such an inspiration to me. Um, and you you get stripped of all of your, your finance. Oh, yeah. The financial hit on it was, was horrendous. And you come to this point where you're like, I don't know where I'm going to go. And then when you get through it, then you look at times like now, like we're going through this COVID stuff and there's people panicking over money and things like that. And I get it. And I, and I understand that. But I also know to myself, like, I'll get through this. Mm-hmm. This isn't the end of the world. Exactly. This isn't like, it doesn't define me. The The money in my bank account isn't a definition of who I am as a person or, you know, like, I really had to reconfigure my outlook on life and the, the way that I think and, you know, being healthy and having good relationships, like, with my own son and my, in my new, my girlfriend uh, now and, you know, just the people that I interact with and I... And I discard the, the, the bullshit. Yes. And that's something yes. that I think, you know, we all should be doing as we get older and we learn. And I think it's important we learn too and understand what that bullshit is and mm. what those people are. And if they're satisfying a purpose that's going to help you grow as an individual, keep them in your life. Exactly. If they're not, boom, gone. Shake Next. them, man. Yeah, you got to shake them. Yeah. So, but a lot of people, you know, they get stuck. They get stuck in their ways and they, they stick to those same comfortable things because that's what it comes down to. It comes down to what's comfortable and you keep those friends that feed you what you want to hear. And sometimes you got to look at that group of friends like, well, hell, we're all in the same group. Nobody's doing any better than the other one. So, you know, are, how tight are we really, you know, or you get those situations where you do try to step out from the pack and do something different. And then you look down upon like, oh, you know, oh, he's thinks he's better than this. Those are the type of people you don't need, you know, in, in your life and spreading that ne- negativity and, um, you know, trying to hold you back because everybody has potential. It's just a matter of getting out and finding that potential. Yeah. And also, you know, we've got social, social media can be a blessing and it can be a curse at the same time. You mm-hmm. know, you know, you and I met uh, through the Instagram stuff and, and we promote positivity and we've got these great podcasts and we're trying to push this, this message out, but it's equally as, you know, we, people look on there, they see, I know in the fitness space, you got this guy who's jacked, he's, he's 
fucking ripped to hell. Yeah. But you don't know that the guy's got an uh, eating disorder. He beats his wife. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. you only get to see this caption of time, and you don't get to see the whole picture. And the people, like, envy that. They want that. I'm like, you don't know that person. Mm-hmm. Like, worry about you. And I think it's – this was something that really impacted me uh, from a celebrity point of view when – you have guys like Robin Williams and Anthony Bourdain who commit suicide and you look at their lives as like from a picture point of view, like look at Anthony Bourdain, traveled the world, ate all these Ugh. amazing foods. Meeting great people, hanging out. It's like – And you're like, yeah, why? Yeah. But you don't – like that's the thing. We don't know what goes on behind the scenes. You yeah. know, Robin Williams, one of the funniest people in the world, um, that does himself in too and you're going – these people have money. Mm-hmm. They have access to whatever they want. They have, you know, for the most part, they're healthy. You know, I, I know there there may have been some drug addiction, mental health issues. I know Robin Williams, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, look, in, look at yourself in the mirror and worry about what, what you're going to do in the, and where you are in life because you're not that person. And it and um, you, you are you and you have to take care of you and your situation. I think that's so important that we do that and, and don't worry about – everybody else i say that to clients all the time especially those that want to lose weight like mm-hmm. you know oh i gotta lose 20 pounds like well, what is that gonna do yeah like what, why how are you gonna feel like what happens when i get you to lose 20 pounds then what mm-hmm. like, oh i never thought of that well think about it. like yeah. think about this is a process driven journey life is all about the process there is no end goal mm-hmm. you know you and i could say i know my goal for this year is to get 100 episodes in the podcast right? yeah what happens when i air 100 yeah. Okay. What's what's the next okay. goal? Yeah. <laughs> We're, I got to go to one hundred and one, right? Yeah. Like, enjoy the process. Goals are great. I, I think it's important that we have those. But you got to life is a process, man. Because mm. guess what? We both get to uh, get to do at the end is die. Yeah. Yeah. We all wind up in the same place in the dirt. So yeah, it's like what do you what do you what is it that you've done prior to that? So. Yeah. yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Great. And I think Great. it's also Great. important to, to educate our kids on that as well because we, yeah. we talk to adults. Kids are the ones that are, are so impressionable, man. And, yeah, some adults too, but for the most part, kids are. And anything they see, like my daughter, her and her little buddy, they want to be YouTube stars and have their little shows and stuff. And I'm like, in one sense, it's like I want to encourage that, nurture that. But in this, on the other side, my wife brought it to me she, she's like, I would hate to have to like fuck somebody up for saying something messed up about our kid. And I was like, you got a good yeah. point, you know? So it's, yeah, man, like I can take it all day, whatever. But, you know, I, I, I don't know how I would take it if I saw somebody say something smart about my kid, you know, just trying to have fun and, you know, goof off on, on, on uh, YouTube. So it's so hard for people to stay in their lane. And what I mean by that is like, do you and like, you know, express yourself the way you want to express yourself because you're going to have people that don't agree with you all the Mm -hmm. time then you're going to have people that love your stuff and and i think equally on both sides of it you kind of just have to focus on what it is that you're doing and and you know have the the eye on your prize at the end of the day because we're so easily swayed you know somebody's like Oh, that fucking dude, that Curtis guy, man. I didn't like what he had to say. And all of a sudden you're like, shit, what, what was it? Who gives a fuck? Yeah, really? at the exactly. End of the day, like, like I talk fitness. I talk health all the time. Sometimes I go off on a tangent about certain things. At the end of the day, this is all based on my experience and the things that I want out of life. Mm. I don't really give two shits about what, what, what the other people. I want to help people and inspire people. And, and do those things but at the same sense it's you know it's it, it's all about 
moving in a direction that that's going to suit me and and ultimately help other people. Right, and right. The negative shit. Whatever. Yeah, right. somebody's always going to have some negative shit to say, man. And you know, when people are like, "Oh, you know, I don't like you," like, oh, good. get the back of the line. There's a lot of people that don't. So <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> that's yeah, what I look exactly, at. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah, so. and I love what you said about that—the impressionable thing with the kids. And I and I think you know, for me especially you know, making a career change later in life and going through what I went through, uh, it gives my son that ability to say, you know what, I don't have to figure shit out. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I said this on the last, last podcast too, is, you know, it's so quick for them to come out of high school and then they got to go to college and they got to get a degree. They got to do this. Why? Yeah. Maybe that's what you want to do, but figure shit out first. Like right. if you're like, Hey, you know, I'm really interested in, and traveling well then figure it out go work at a, a shitty job mm-hmm. you know eat shit for a while put some money in the bank and go travel yeah have the ability to do that because in my 40s i still haven't figured it out and i probably won't ever figure it out and i'm okay with that because it's pro i'm process driven yeah i go in a direction i get so far and then i i pivot and i want to go in another you know what i mean and that's that's the beauty of life mm. because at the end of the day all the shit you accumulate, you don't get to take with you when you're dead. You're damn right, man. You, you are hundred percent, hundred percent. I don't want to live in regret. Yeah. I don't want to get to 80, 90 years old knowing maybe I got five years, maybe I got five months and going, I could have done better. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just want to go in there and say, wow, what a ride that was. Oh man. And, and you know, and that's, that's the dream, man. And I talked to my wife about that where we talk about, you know, you know, heaven and the afterlife is all I say, you know, and I'm not a very spiritual person. I've, I've seen and experienced things that kind of kind of have shaped my thought that way. But I, I like to think that if, if you do good in the world and, and you, you spread love and, and positivity and treat people right, that's how you live on. People won't forget the person that you were. That's how you live on. So, you know, that's just my take on it. So. Well, this has been a wicked conversation. Any final thoughts before we wrap this sucker up? Oh, man. Hey, stay safe. Wash your ass. Use hand sanitizer. <laughs> I also want to give a shout out to my homeboy, Nolan. He's stuck in South Korea, uh, South Korea right now. He just got there a couple weeks ago. Hey, I know it sucks, bro. We're going to get on this weekend. Beer Philosophy Podcast. Check him out when you're not checking out the Culture Marauders. Um, you know, if you want to hit us up. Hit us up on Instagram at uh, the underscore culture underscore marauders and on Twitter at uh, the culture Mara one. And then also on um, Facebook at the at the culture marauders um, or hit us up at Gmail. Anything you want to maraud on, you want to talk about. We're here. So we're just trying to uh, ride out this uh, Corona wave and uh, keep it rocking. I love it, man. Yeah, I'll put all uh, Curtis's information in the show notes so that. You can just click the button at the bottom and go right into your stuff. And definitely uh, been a pleasure having you on the show, man. And you and I got to do this again. Oh, yeah. This, is, this was awesome. Um, and, yeah, let's keep keep it going. Keep right. positive. People stay out there. You're in your homes. You're stressing out. Go have some fun. Relax. Don't take life too seriously. And, and take care of yourself. Right on. All right, man. Be safe. All right. Peace. Peace.